Welcome to Love and Justice, Episode 8. I'm Emma Fife, joined, as per usual, by my talented and hilarious co-hosts, Lola Binkard and Kelby Lenormand, to discuss an episode of Sailor Moon Crystal and its equivalent past incarnations. Fun fact, this was the first time we recorded an episode basically right after it aired, so if we sound much more believable when we claim to not know what happens in future episodes of Sailor Moon Crystal, it's because we actually didn't. This episode of the podcast covers episode 8 of Crystal, act 8 of the manga, episode 25 of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, and episode 34 of the 90s anime. And the most important thing about all these episodes is not Sailor Venus, though she's certainly kind of the focus in Crystal and the manga, but Mamoru showing his true, damselly, self-sacrificing colors for the very first time. More on that and why it's kind of the best thing ever later. I just love I yes we are yes (laughs) we are recording it's it's the fact that the the brilliant (laughs) thing about it is that um it's a show with an eccentric teenage girl and the she's not the punchline (laughs) right no yeah she's not the girl is not the punchline of the show Mm -hmm. and that's what makes it so amazing is she's like the heart of the show it's not like look at this horrible, stupid, <laughs> dumb, ugly yeah. person. It's like, right. look at this magnificent little right. weirdo. This magnificent right. little weirdo. And for once, the dad is not this big, bumbling oaf who doesn't know how to no, be a dad or no, a husband. Bob is Bob a, good, is a dad good dad and a good, and a good husband. husband. And he loves his wife and he loves his kids. You know who's also a good dad and a good husband? This is going to be a weird segue <laughs> right now. <laughs> Do it. Kenji, Sailor Moon's dad. <laughs> wow, who, you who, did it. Okay. We've only who, hung out with him like once. I know. Who very sadly should have been in this episode of Sailor Moon Crystal. He had a brief appearance in the manga, in this act of the manga that this episode of Sailor Moon Crystal was based on, but they left him out. Oh. I was very, very sad to see his absence. But otherwise, I have to say, I really, really enjoyed all three episodes we're going to talk about today. And I know yeah. I like hate on the 90s anime a lot. I don't hate it. I no. love it. I adore we, the 90s we, we anime. We love how awful it is. However, <laughs> this episode is actually I, one of my favorites. Yeah. Even from when I was younger, it's the episode that I have the most vivid memories yeah, I of. Yeah, I have, I, like, I had a bunch of weird moments watching this episode of the 90s anime where I was like, this is legit, I'm legitimately enjoying yeah, this. Yeah, like uh, mm-hmm. the episode from last time, Yeah, this one, and I think everything that follows till the end of the se- this season, yeah. I remember very vividly. Yeah, I know I agree. From the 90s. I agree. From, from yeah. this point on, watching the old 90s dub like on UPN or yeah, yeah. whatever it was when I was a kid. Right, like, like I remember all of it up to the end yeah, of the season. You mean, you mean once it started having a, 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 a plot? plot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's all remember that this episode uh, is episode number thirty-four. 34. <laughs> yep, thirty-four. Yep. And this is the first episode where not only does Tuxedo Mask realize that Usagi <laughs> is Sailor Moon, but <laughs> Usagi finally realizes that Mamoru is Tuxedo Mask. It took us thirty-four episodes <laughs> to get there. But the hilarious Don't thing worry, was, guys. We got to see a werewolf go to the beach. Oh my god. <laughs> what? 
Oh yeah, not in this episode. Was in I one of the earlier one? No, oh, okay. And and they and in America they cut that episode yeah. out. They did not yeah, dub that because it was too weird. Because it was too Isn't weird. Is that the episode where they stay at the haunted house? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. They stay at the and haunted house. They, uh, um, we will go into this in, in a, a future Best episode. episode. Oh, sure, we'll yeah. talk about love it. This episode. Uh, but just to give you just a little nugget of what is to come, <laughs> um, our uh, plucky heroes go <laughs> to a beach yeah. and stay at a spooky house where a Dracula. A werewolf and a and like a lily monster. Yeah, like, like a like I'm not a vampire. I'm, 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 it's unclear. She may be a ghost. It's I don't know. sort of it sort of looks like um, when people who have heard of a copyrighted character in Taiwan make a toy that yeah, is supposed to be that character. Exactly, it's yeah. like three weird kind of universal monsters. Yeah, and um, they go to the beach. Yep. Yep. And that was more important than and, getting to Tuxedo right, Mask and, and Sailor Moon. And I would also like to point out in that episode, the Dark Kingdom not involved. No. No Yoma. No. no nothing. nothing. It is just the girls go to the, the beach. The girls go to the beach with a werewolf. With a werewolf. <laughs> it, yeah. That's all that episode is for. We I are just, like, this, I'm not exaggerating. I That's what this don't is. don't understand. Don't understand at all. Uh, <laughs> but now that we're actually getting to the meat it's of true. the story. Yeah, finally. Yep. <laughs> Thirty-four episodes later. <laughs> what were um, we? What were we doing? I don't know. What I, were we doing? I, I can't answer that question. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's episode thirty-four of the '90s anime that we're talking about. Episode twenty-five of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Uh, as we discussed in the previous episode. Uh, we kind of skipped over a bunch of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon because Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon is basically the exact same story up to when Sailor Jupiter appears. Then it starts to take the train to crazy town real fast. Yep. But in a delightful way. In yeah. a really delightful yeah, way. Yeah, it's not a bad it's, show. It's yeah. a scenic trip to it's crazy a, town. It's a scenic <laughs> trip to crazy town. There's a lot uh, going yep, on. Yep, right now uh, Sailor Mercury is still a bad guy. Yep. <laughs> still Dark Mercury. Yep. Uh, Mamoru and Hina, uh, still, Hina, engaged. still engaged. Still but engaged. But now planning to leave. Planning to leave and go to London. To London. To, Le- to London, London University. University. <laughs> to London University in uh, North London Town, England. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we are talking about uh, Sailor Moon Crystal episode eight. Yep. Which is uh, the first episode that Sailor Venus is in for the entire episode. She did show up at the end of the last episode and saved everybody from getting impaled by uh, Zoisite's magical iceberg crystal thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which, by the way, uh, Dark Mercury. uh, So in the 90s anime, uh, Zoisite, uh, in the last episode, conjured himself a icicle sword. Mm -hmm. Dark Mercury has an icicle sword in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. She did. Yeah. Weird little parallel there. Check that out. <laughs> they could, they let's, should let's team up. Team up, maybe. Or, you know, and you know, by team up, out. <laughs> like get married, make out, whatever. <laughs> On top all of, of it. All yeah. of it. All, all of, of it. it. All of it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, there's so much to, fan fiction I want to write. <laughs> to quickly summarize what uh, all of these things are about. So, uh, the 90s anime. Yes. Uh, basically, um, we're picking up right where we left off. We are actually talking about the exact next yes, episode. The things last... are happening in sequence now. Finally. Oh. Finally. We the talked about episode 33. Time. Now we're on episode 34. Uh, yes, Sailor Venus has uh, just showed up. And then they're like back in their regular lives. And they go to the they go to the command center thing with her, don't they? Like they do in Sailor Moon Crystal? Uh, uh, no. No, oh. no. Oh, no. That's right. She shows up at the Hikawa Shrine. Yeah, she, and when they're all standing yeah, around. Yeah, first. Being like, I don't know what to 
uh, do, and they don't recognize yeah. her. First, it 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 opens with them, and they're standing around, and they're saying, "Wow, you're a, you're one of us." And she goes, "Yep." And oh, they that's go, right. and they go, "Are you the princess?" She goes, "Nope." <laughs> they just decide to drop that entire storyline, yeah. and then immediately smash cut to other things. Yeah, and yeah. then when a a, gr- a blonde girl and a white cat show up at the shrine, they're like. Who's Who's that? Who are you? That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it starts with that, and then it immediately goes to, like, like, uh, she, so, like, Sailor Venus goes away. We get a shot of of Usagi being, like, in love with her, of course, and then, like, Mamoru is hurt in his apartment, and he's, like, Being all broody. He's, like, bleeding. Not not only was he bleeding, he was bleeding the same shade of blue that you see in tampon commercials (laughs) when they're testing things. He leans on a door and he, he steps away and there's just this blue stain. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was blue because of the shadowy lighting. Like, it looked, uh, it looked I know it was I know it was just a red ja- he had a red stain on his jacket. Yeah, like he yeah. was bleeding red. I know it was just lazy animation, but when he stepped away from the door, I was like, Yeah. It's like a tampon commercial. Yeah, exactly. So then Queen Beryl tells uh, Kunzai and Zoisai, like, hey, no, you don't kill Mamoru. Got that? And they're like, whatever. And then Zoisai shows up on the TV (laughs) in Mamoru's apartment. Which is a huge fucking television. Yeah. Not only does he have a giant apartment, he has a giant television set. What's really funny is, like, when he wakes up in... Is it in this episode where he wakes up in that bed and that bed is ridiculously gigantic or is that in Sailor Moon Crystal? That's in Sailor Moon Crystal. Yeah. yeah. So in Sailor Moon Crystal, he has a gigantic yeah. bed that is like way bigger than any bed that's ever sold yeah. on the entire planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then in the 90s anime, he has a giant fucking TV yeah. that is bigger than any actually, TV sold on actually, this planet. In, in Pretty Guardian, Sailor Moon is the only time he has like reasonable sized anything it's in true. his apartment. Well, because the budget was so low, they couldn't build him one of those friends' apartments. Also, also I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that his bedroom, which we see in this episode when Hina's like going through his stuff to like pack for him mm-hmm. to go to London, which was confusing to me because I was like, do they live together? Yeah. I don't know. I the answer is, is still this, very unclear. This yeah. is also where my my lack of knowledge about anything Japan related. I I I was like is it normal for girlfriends to just go like pack their boyfriend's suitcase well, for them at their house? Engaged. So to me yeah. that says they should be living together, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. but, that would be really that. scandalous for Japanese television though, <laughs> I think. I they even so. kiss on Japanese TV. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Uh, yeah. They really um, don't. So, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that that bedroom was just like a partition they set up in another corner of their one like ballroom in the community no, college. No, I'm pretty sure in. that that yeah. bedroom is Usagi's bedroom, but they've uh, redecorated they it. <laughs> um, but it's real low. We yeah. can't be going to different places. Yeah. All the time. I I also love that um, in in the nineties, uh, constantly with the animation. I think they just get lazy animating the mouth. Yeah, they so I just starts smelling his own hair. Oh, all, yeah, and like twiddling the ends of it. Like just, this is during the TV invasion yeah, of Bummer's yeah. apartment. Yeah, this is during Zoe TV hour. Uh, he his his hair is like in his face, in his mouth. It's I'm. I'm not sure what is going on. Yeah. No. Um, and then uh, I also, here's the thing. So there's the Zoisite bit that happens. And then the next scene is like Mamoru out in the streets of Tokyo. And of course, Usagi runs into him because she yeah. always runs into him. And right. it's like, it's that jerk again. And he has literally been nothing but a complete asshole to well, her. Right. The, the exact for 33 episodes. The intro line for the episode has her saying the exact words, I can't believe that big mean jerk was Tuxedo Mask. Well, that's 
that's very fair and accurate. Yeah, like, it really is. It's not like that guy that I'm so frustrated with. No, no mean. mean. Mean jerk. jerk. If Big she, mean jerk. It's very, very true. But when she encounters him on the street and he is bleeding, all of a sudden he is nice to her? Like, yeah. does getting stabbed change one's personality? Maybe he thought he was dying. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Also, <laughs> he's walking around. <laughs> he, he thinks he's dying, so he's like, I have to make amends for being an asshole. <laughs> or else I'll go to hell for being mean to a 14-year-old girl. Okay, but here's the other thing. Is I that, like your version. Is that he is wandering around the streets of Tokyo. Presumably, he has had this injury for at least one night now. Yeah. Did he not think to, like... Go, go to the to, hospital. Or at least go to CVS and get a Band-Aid. Like, do they Something. Not? Like, yeah. do we not know how to dress our own wounds I in this know. universe? Go to the hospital mm. and say... I slipped and I, fell on a knife. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I was working. Right. Like make up, or a, make up an nugs. occupation that would get or stabbed. Or just be like, I got stabbed with an icicle sword. <laughs> Please, I need medical I mean, attention. it's Japan. Everybody's passing out and missing for days <laughs> exactly. on end and nobody I'm, cares. I'm pretty sure that if he went yeah. in and was like, I was stabbed with a magic icicle sword, they would treat his injury. They'd be like, They'd sure, it makes have sense. a specialist. <laughs> Given sure. this town, they probably yeah. have a specialist. Who I also mean. doubles as a passed out from energy loss slash disappeared for two days yeah. straight specialist. Mm-hmm. It's yes. like mm-hmm. all it's the your, same it's job. It's your, your general paranormal hospital it's staffer. It's the <laughs> X-Files of yes. Yes. that hospital. Of that hospital. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he gets stabbed and then, well, he was stabbed previously. He's wandering around. He's bleeding out. Suddenly he's nice to Usagi. She decides that she needs to follow him because he's hurt. Yeah. Uh, and she is still a generally lovely, compassionate person. Uh, so she follows him and then he's like, why did you follow me? And she's like, I don't know. I just felt like I had to. And then, all of a sudden, they get transported via energy bubble to yeah. the st- the Starlight Tower. Yeah, Starlight yeah. Tower, which is this big monolithic does totalitarian yeah. structure exist. in the middle of the. It looks like the Dark Castle know, from it, Crawl. It, it, it really like, does. But like, does that structure exist? Because in in uh, the manga and in um, uh, Salem and Crystal. They are also going to a tower, but it's Tokyo Tower, which yeah, is a real thing. Which is a real thing. But this tower in the 90s, it looks like some nightmare I'd, tower. Like, did no, like, nobody thought that tower was weird? It also looks like it's in the middle also, of the ocean, possibly. Yeah, uh, maybe. I also really need to point out that um, when uh, Usagi and Mamoru have gone missing, Everybody talks about where they have gone as if no one has noticed this tower exists. I know. They say something to the effect of, what is this tower? I know. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that was the, the thing. The was, giant thing in the middle of town? Well, I was confused about where they had gone until Sailor Venus showed up at the shrine and nobody recognized her. Or more importantly, nobody recognized Artemis. Right. Because apparently in this town they know like 18 white talking cats. With crescent marks yeah, on their with heads. Crescent, <laughs> with crescent moons on their foreheads. And then Minako was like, yeah, they went to the Starlight Tower. I was like, oh. Is this a structure sure. that everybody knows? Yeah. I, yeah. I, apparently it was, no one recognized recognizes yeah. it though. It was oh, very confusing. When they get abducted, when uh, Mamoru and Usagi get abducted to Starlight Tower, the soundtrack in the sub, not the 90s goofy dub, but in okay. the sub uh, has a play on that, I think it's Mozart. It's the, 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. Does. Which I totally they, noticed. They bring that. They bring that in a few times. Actually, at, at one point in this episode, the point where I realized that I was like, I'm kind of enjoying this episode was when they were fighting with Zoisite towards the end of the episode, and like there was some really bitchin' music. I was yeah. like, finally. Up until the point at the end of this episode, right. though, this, where like she's uh, upset and crying, this, and it's this really awful. This episode has elevator a lot of elevator music. I, I yeah. did write that that music sounded like the music in a, at a sad '50s prom. <laughs> It sounds like the, uh, that old school song that they play in Kill Bill 1 when she defeats Ora and Ishii. Oh, mm, yeah. But but not as good. But not as good. I was saying it reminded me of um, a 1980s horror movie that was flashing back to a prom uh, yeah, where, exactly bad things happen. where bad things happen. <laughs> and, and, then, like, this w- and then like everything like fades to black and then the song just lasts mm. for like three more <laughs> seconds. Yeah, after everyone has been like murdered and is dead. Yeah. Head. Yeah, the, yeah. and the then and then it comes the and then it comes up on like a five years later or something oh, yeah. stupid. Yeah, it's a really dumb song. It is a playing really, d- during a really emotional moment, and it's like I can't I be sad right now because this song is so stupid. But oh man, if you watch it dubbed in the '90s, you get yourself yeah a little "My Only Love" action. It's true, <laughs> "My Only Love." Oh, uh, uh, the '90s pop songs were amazing. I love them. Is uh, there a CD somewhere that I can get with all those? Uh, oh, no, I have it. What? Yeah, I also have it. Yeah. What the hell? Why don't I have it? <laughs> I got it. I got it off the internet. Like, I just downloaded the song Fuck you both. Why have I not gotten a copy of it? You've never been to Sailor Moon Music? There's a, like, website that just literally is all Sailor Moon music. I'm not. I really wish. You know what? I wish everyone (laughs) could see Kelby's face right now. I'm not even recording the rest of this episode. I can't decide if she's angry or heartbroken. I'm both. (laughs) Anyway, so they get to the tower. No, you know what? No, I'm out. (laughs) I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> I'll burn you a copy. Fuck, all right, fine, I'll stay. Come on, don't you want to talk about rainbow crystals? Nope, nobody wants to talk about rainbow crystals. But suddenly no. the rainbow crystals Here, are useful. Let, um, so, well, yeah, but okay, so also, they're in the tower, and Zoisite, like, confronts Usagi and Mamoru, and at this point, neither of them is transformed into their alternate <laughs> selves, because in this version, he does, in fact, transform into yes, Tuxedo Mask. in a flourish of kaleidoscope How colors and, and flamenco this, music. And in this episode, we also see the transformation sequence that I vividly remember, where he transforms. He's not wearing his hat. He puts his hand out, and you think that the hat is going to fall into his hand, but it doesn't. It falls onto his <laughs> head. And then his hand is just out. Yeah. He, oh, it stays. It yeah. just stays. Also, uh... There, before he transforms, there's a moment where Usagi looks back at him and he reaches he into his pocket. Yeah, okay. he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a rose. It's like, do you have those in there all the time? So here's my question. Here's my question then. Okay, so obviously, like, the tuxedo is magically conjured onto yes. his body. Are the roses magically conjured, or does he like go to the grocery store every day and yeah. just buy a ton of roses? Is your power infinite roses? Well, the thing is, that you always have, have roses. But I, I will accept, however, that the rose could possibly be his equivalent of a transformation pen. Okay, I'm just gonna. Me, but, but then why is he throwing it why away? Is he throwing them. <laughs> Like or no, is it no, is it like, like a like the symbol and he like conjures the uh, outfit and then he has magical unlimited roses. Can he reach right? in? But like maybe it's like a negative it's, space that he, he can just, just reach in and produce roses. It, he pulls it out like it's uh like he's like an eighties yuppie like revealing a checkbook. I uh, totally yeah. like he's gonna try to buy your dad's company and he just pulls out a checkbook too, that he that his outfit is so incredibly offensive with yeah. the like clean <laughs> and khakis and the lime green, green blazer, blazer with the shoulder pads. Uh, 
The shoulder pads are so bad. Oh, God. His, his outfits are terrible. You're going to save the world? Not in that outfit, honey. Not yeah. in that. But when, but when uh, they confront Zoysite initially, and he takes out the rainbow crystals, he throws them on the ground, and is like, I've shown you mine. Yeah. <laughs> now no, show, show me yours. <laughs> and then like a dumbass. He's like, well, he takes there's him out. There's he takes there's and then he's like shocked that Zoysite took well, his rainbow yeah. crystals. Also, How else did you think this was going to go? Here is the he's question. He's a bad guy. It's been very well established that Zoysite is a bad guy. He did, in fact, stab you in the last episode. Right. Also, this is not a situation where you have been blackmailed with something. No. Show up or else. He, they just went, no. hey, show up. And he was like, well, okay. okay. Yeah. I guess I'll walk right up to the people I've been hiding from and set things they Seriously. want in front of them. Yeah. I know. And like Kunze comes and takes it. And then yeah. they, and then and then Mamoru goes, God, yeah. you cheated. And then and then again, Usagi and Mamoru have to try to get in an elevator to save their lives. Right. Meanwhile, in the elevator from hell. Meanwhile, in the elevator. But then uh the Sailor Senshi like show up to this room after the mm-hmm. floor has like gone out. So I don't really know how they're standing in that room because I was under the impression the floor had caved in and that's why they had to go to the elevator to save themselves. Right. But all the other- Oh, it did, but then the animators forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but all the other girls show up right. and the door is closed and they're like, oh no, it's magically closed. Oh no, you know what? I take that back. They were still standing on the ground at that point. Yeah. Yep. They were oh, down on the ground. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, Mercury's fancy goggles. Yes. Have those appeared in Sailor Moon Crystal yet? Uh, they they do in episode nine. Okay. So okay. Yeah. They're not gone completely. I thought they were gone completely. Yeah. But yeah. They, no, they they made an appearance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they're standing down at the bottom. Yeah. Mercury like uses her goggles to like scan what's happening and. Uh, they're like, oh no, this door is totally locked. What are we gonna do? And Sailor Jupiter is a fucking awesome moment yeah. where she's just like, well, I'm gonna just lightning that door down, and yeah. it totally works. She goes full Thor, yeah, on she that really, door. She really does. Um, Thor on that door. Thor on yeah. that door. <laughs> um, I would also like to add that for this, <laughs> these villains, the reason there's an elevator. There's no reason. There is they, no reason. They are, uh, Usagi and Mamoru are cornered on one level. Yeah. The jewels are stolen, and our villains, um, Zoysite takes a rose to the face and yes. has a cut. Oh, my God. And so which he, is he goes, and he goes. And a bunch of Sakura petals. <laughs> exactly. And then they go, all right, you guys, we're going to settle this upstairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean. That's right. <laughs> That is exactly what happens. It's just like, why Why couldn't we do that on this floor? Yeah, what's wrong, what's with, with, like, what's wrong with, is this uh, not the fighting floor? And then, and then, um, <laughs> is this our, the tricking floor? The, our, our villains are just waiting upstairs. They are. And, yeah. and, and, no. and Kunzai just like, uh, is, is holding his eyesight and he's just like, hey baby, go get revenge for your no, mother. No, yeah, dude, it's a, I'll hold your flower. Yeah. Go I'll kick his flower. ass. Yeah. Hey, baby, they messed up your face. Go hurt him a little. It's okay. I'll hold your bag. I mean, yeah. and Zoe side's like, oh, babe. But oh, I, babe, I did, but I did write that as of this episode, I do actually believe that they are in a relationship and oh, that yeah. Zoysite is not just obsessed with Kunzai. Right. This is like <laughs> the this is like the first moment where it's like, okay, this okay, is a mutual I believe thing. it. They yeah. are they like each other. Yeah, yeah. It's this fine. It's also the first time we see Zoysite do anything with like some firepower. I know. This he makes yeah, an Zoysite. explosion. Yeah. Zoysite 
does some damage. And, this and he's cool because he doesn't look at the explosion. Ah, <laughs> just like Nephrite didn't check to make sure that they had actually died in the collapsing yes. elevator yeah. in episode 19. Yeah. No one said they were smart. Well, no, mm. they, they all went to the same school of villainry, so what do you expect? <laughs> at least they're pretty. Um, oh, true. But so when Usagi and Mamoru are in the elevator, this is literally the first time that we have learned anything about Mamoru. Yeah, this is where we get the orphan backstory. The end, yeah, and I, and as I said, like, uh, in the previous episode that we recorded, I was like, I don't remember if we even learn about Mamoru's past until the Sailor Moon R movie, which you definitely get a lot of, yeah. of his past in that movie. Um, so this but, is where yeah, we get this it. Is where, this is where you get it. You just get it, you know, in the last mm-hmm. like, ten episodes of the series. Um, but he, it, but it's, like, super brief. I under like I I get why I didn't really remember that that happened yeah, in this episode. Yeah, it happens really two seconds. Yeah, exactly. And, and even though this episode is very very different mm-hmm. from the manga story where he you know he gets injured defending her and that like triggers her you know awakening mm-hmm. as Princess Serenity. I I did like this storyline of like the two of them having to team up. And I, the 90s anime needed this. It needed an episode where, like, Mamoru and Usagi are, like, supporting each other as Mamoru and Usagi, not just as Sailor Moon and Tuxedo mm-hmm. Mask. Uh, and when they're in the elevator, she has a moment where she, like, thinks that she sees Tuxedo Mask in him, which is right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> though, she, though she doesn't find out for sure until later when he flourishes the rose, rose from underneath his jacket. Uh, and this is also um, the moment... Uh, which gives us the opportunity to really visit the greatest and my greatest, I mean worst, moment in all of the dub history. Oh, oh yes! My God. Yes. Which is, Emma, would you like oh, to yes, do? I would. Okay, so basically, uh, they get up to the fighting floor with Zoe's because it is the fighting floor it, all it the is. time. With Zoe's and she's like, oh no, I need to transform. I gotta save us. I, I have to transform. I just yeah. have to do it. I, he's gonna know I'm Sailor Moon. Oh well. She transforms. Yeah. And then he reveals reaction. to her that he is Tuxedo Mask. So he whips out the rose. He does his transformation sequence. And I kid you not, Serena, which was her name in the 90s dub, her goes... Oh my god, I don't believe it. He is Tuxedo Mask. That was it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I think we could probably find a sound clip of I'm that. I'm sure we can I'm find sure a sound clip. Oh, but also, his reaction to her being Sailor Moon in the dub is equally ridiculous. Because uh, all he does is sit there and make this noise. <gasps> Seriously. I, I remember it. I, just, I remember it. Ooh. Bunch of doofs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh my god, yep. he's tuxedo mask. Oh I my can't god, believe I can't it. believe it. Hey, it's tuxedo mask. <laughs> it's his my um, robot voice. <laughs> but then, okay, but then there's a fight. I, okay, so the other Sailor Senji broke open the door, but like they don't get there very fast. No, they don't. Because by the time they get there, Zoisite has already tried to stab Sailor Moon with the ice crystal. Obviously, he's not going to try to kill tuxedo mask because Queen Barrel was like, Oh no! But yeah, but he, they don't know why. They don't know why. It's, we don't know why. Yeah, she says, "Don't kill him," and they go, "Why not?" She goes, "Because it's why." Go do the thing. Yes. Yes. The, yes. End. Yes. the All we, end. Yeah. The only information we really know is that she recognizes him. The, yeah, she recognizes Mamoru. That's and all the, we got. No, no discussion of like, oh my gosh, that's Prince Endymion or whatever. She's just like, oh, it's that guy. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so uh, Zoysite tries to stab Sailor Moon with the ice crystal, and Tuxedo Mask throws himself in the way and gets stabbed in her stead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he seems to uh, pass out, possibly die, unclear. Yeah. She gets really sad. All the other girls show up. She's crying. And her tears cause all of the rainbow crystals yeah. to converge and become the silver crystals. Uh, right. Kunzite is, is staring at them on a decorative tray in his he room. Is, he is, that's clearly, clearly saying to himself, well done, Kunzite. <laughs> and all of a sudden they, whoa, and they go somewhere and he goes, oh my goodness. And then they become the, the silver which, crystal. My question, I'm very confused because the, the silver crystal is, is a good thing. It is a good thing. All of these crystals came out of demons. Yeah, yeah. these were the seven monsters of the Dark Kingdom, like the most important people after the Shitano, and they they made the Silver Crystal? They're like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, (laughs) but they're like good pieces make a thing? I really think this is a giant plot hole. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm very confused. Yeah, I just... Don't and it's get obvious it. that no one expected this to happen. No. So what was the point of collecting the, the it's not like, crystals in the first place? It's yeah. not like they were like these put together will we'll make, make the, the thing. Thing. silver crystal. Yeah, no, that would like, actually make so much more sense if that had been the plot from the beginning. If it was like they, but it would, wasn't. They were hidden in these people, but to keep it away from us. I'm about to give the '90s anime more credit than it deserves. What if Queen Beryl knew that? Uh, and so she just told the Shitano, like, yeah, the seven monsters, you, uh, you know? Uh, and there was, it, because the one that was doing that and turning all these people into the, like, demon monsters because of the um, rainbow crystals in their bodies was Zoysite, and he was doing all of that with his pet rock. Oh, so, so maybe his pet rock was making them was evil when he took them the and crystals. Making it evil. Really, June? <laughs> <laughs> you are the June Diane Raphael of this Listen. episode. <laughs> Usually it's Lola. I know. Yeah, I know. But today, Emma, Emma is <laughs> I just, I'm really just trying to yep. make uh, sense out of something that makes side absolutely note, no sense. Side note, if you're listening to podcasts, I assume you've heard of How Did This Get Made? If you haven't... You're missing out. Yeah, you're missing you out, man. Uh, free plug, How Did This Get Made? You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, Paul Shear, if you want to give mm-hmm. us money... That free. would be fine. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So, at that point, that's when the silver crystal happens. And the way that she, like, transforms into the princess is she's crying. The The rainbow crystals all come together to make the silver crystal. And then it flies into her moon stick, which yes. has suddenly appeared. Right. And then she grabs the moon stick, and she's got, like, dead eyes. And yeah, her, yeah. she suddenly is in the princess dress, and the weird 50s prom music is playing. Yes. And um, that's how the episode ends. Yep. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> it's a good episode. It is. No, it is a, it really, is a good really good episode. episode. It's a good episode. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a similar... Like, I, I like when Usagi and Mamoru team up and support each other. Yeah. And that was awesome to see in this. And I, I did legitimately enjoy this episode. But I did there's not, so much that is ridiculous. It was a wave, though. It, it, there were, like, amazing moments and in, in regular 90s anime moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Pretty Guardian uh, Sailor Moon episode, once again, is picking up right where we left off uh, with... Usagi having just realized that Tuxedo Mask is Mm Mamoru, they're still on the floor of that lobby of the convention center slash community college (laughs) that they film everything at. Yes. Um, And then it immediately goes back to like, 
Mamoru and Hina are going to be going to London. Uh, Kunzite shows up where Zoisite is playing the piano to like invade Mamoru's subconsciousness because Kunzite just did the same thing yeah. but ended up in Mamoru's real world and tried to kill him in the last episode and he smashes Zoisite's head on the piano. <laughs> yeah. He goes full 80s bully. I really yeah. does. Like, really literally does. like, why are you hitting yourself with a piano? Dog. <laughs> Nerd. Kunzite <laughs> hates piano. He really hates piano. I mean, and, and Zoisite so plays like one song. And Zoisite's yeah. response isn't like, how dare you? He's like, ow. <laughs> well, the, the whole point of Zoisite in this version is that he's like, defiant of Queen Barrel. Like, cause yeah. like after he like got beaten the first time, he remembered all of his past memories. And right. so but, they kind of all remember their past yeah. at this point, except Nephrite, who doesn't remember a damn thing and is still sulking in a cave. <laughs> but, right. Oh, wait, did you mean Red, Red Ranger, Ranger Billy, Billy Idol? <laughs> Red Ranger Billy Idol is hanging out in a cave. Is hanging out in a cave. Still, still being sad still in a cave. Still being sad in a cave. Dark Mercury fixed his cape, and it's he wants true. nothing to do with right. it. He's so mad now, that she fixed his cape. He says, he says, I don't want it now. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's my question. If Zoisite is being, like, defiant. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that he remembers all all the shit. I know. Why do they keep and he's him helping, around? Why are they, yeah, why are they keeping him around? Why I haven't we made him go to, I like... Don't know. Why isn't he taking a rock well, nap? and it's the it's the <laughs> same thing with Kunzite, though, because, like, it's pretty clear that Kunzite is not working for Queen Beryl. Kunzite's like, screw you, I'm gonna do my own thing. Right. Like, and Jedi even tells Queen Beryl that. He's like, yeah, uh... So Kunzite's pretty sure that Sailor Venus is not actually the princess. And, and he's going to go after the real gonna go princess. He's going to go after the real princess. And Beryl's like, that's cool. You should help him. <laughs> what? Yeah. She's- I guess I think that maybe Beryl thinks that, like, she doesn't care that they're, like, being defiant of her. Because she, like, because ultimately we do see that, like, she has power over them. Yeah. Like, she she can really... She can mess them up. Mess them yeah. up big time. So I guess that's why she keeps them around, because she's like, whatever, if they really try to pull any shit, then I'll just kill them. Right. She's like a stepmom with, like, some rambunctious stepkids right. that are boys, and she's like, well, I guess they're just going to let off some steam. Yeah, <laughs> which, is, which is why I think Zoisite is, like, doing this whole, pi- <laughs> this whole piano thing, like, trying really hard to get Mamoru to recall his memories, because he thinks... I don't know that Mamoru will rescue him. Oh my god. That's so sad. He's such a he's a damsel in a tower with a piano. Oh, look at what he's wearing. Oh, he is a damsel. He's also not in a tower. He's in a really shitty country club ballroom. Can can we make his name Piano Damsel? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh good, he's He's got a name. Everyone has a nickname now. Little Ricky, Piano Damsel, Big Trouble in Little China, and Red Racer Billy Idol. So proud. Yes, the team is complete. Um, we did it. Now we have to make buttons. Yes. <laughs> so then Hina is packing in Mamaru's apartment or their apartment, unclear, and she finds the handkerchief that Usagi previously bandaged his hand with mm-hmm. in an earlier episode where he right. injured his hand. And she's like, Oh, I don't know about this. So she goes to the karaoke parlor. Assumedly, we don't see this happen. We just yeah. hear about it from Motoki, who is now dressed, dressed in a turtle costume. Motoki is such a freak <laughs> in <laughs> this can incarnation. We, can we just talk for a second about the actual composition of this turtle costume? Because the turtle costume is like it's a so weird. green bodysuit body with like a cardboard shell held together with colored duct tape. Yeah. And... The scarf 
that Ma- uh, Makoto gave him in yeah. a previous episode and a stuffed animal on his head with another stuffed animal in his hand. Yeah, I don't I don't And get his it. plan for this costume was it was something he came up with for their going away party. What does the turtle have to do with the going away party? I don't know, but Hina showed up and was like, I want to throw our engagement party. So she's like moping in a karaoke room by herself. There's no family there either. Like she no. wants to yeah, She wants no. to throw the engagement party, but nobody's parents are there. No, as far as I know, nobody's going to be there except the people that were like coming to their going away party. Right. Because last time I checked, if you throw a party and don't tell anyone about it, <laughs> Nobody no knows. one knows to show up. Yeah. And also, if there's a freak like at least wearing three turtles yeah. standing next to a real turtle anybody at that, that party. Anybody that was on the fence about whether or not they were going to go is going to... They're going to... The first turtle. guy... The first guy who shows up is going to call everyone else and go, hey, um, uh, there's a guy here wearing literally three turtles. Um, you have a cold. You can't go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are all sick. a cold. We all are sick. Yeah. We'll send a gift card. <laughs> and to make it worse... Motiki like has uh, like a, a tr- like a true a truth bomb type conversation mm-hmm. with Mamoru yeah. in the fucking turtle suit though, and it's I like know. what you're saying is profound and yeah, true no, and true. really emotional. It, really, it actually but is a really nice emotional. All moment. I can see are the turtles. <laughs> all I see are turtles. All like, I see are all turtles. All I, all I see are turtles and a flashback to you possibly needing to wear a dance belt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, so Hina comes running out, like, during this emotional conversation, Hina actually walks out of the room, maybe to be like, hey, is anyone showing up for my party? <laughs> maybe you should take off that stupid turtle suit yeah. so people will come. Uh, so yeah. she overhears the conversation, and that, of course, causes her to run away. Uh, she goes running off into the streets. Meanwhile, Usagi is, like, walking down the road being like, I don't have time to worry about boys. I'm very busy. It, I... Absolutely loved this scene of Usagi. Mm. This uh, this episode for me was like an amazing Usagi episode. I love her so much in Pretty Guardian anyway. And this like exemplifies why I love her mm. because you see so much of her like getting really beaten down emotionally. And right now she's got this massive roadblock in the form of Hina to her being with Mamoru, who she is in love with and who at the beginning of this episode almost said... I have feelings for you too, but he didn't because he's decent and, you know, is trying his best to be in love with Hina. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if decent is the word. (laughs) I don't like wishy-washy boys. But he, but in his defense. No, I get it. He doesn't, he doesn't just like say, you know what, Usagi, yes, I'm in love with you. I want to be with you without first like being like, Hina, it's not going to work out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean... (sighs) I get it. I get it. And I he, was still mad he didn't say and that he, he loved I her. I mean, he loves Hina in a, in a in way. In a way. And, yeah. like, I get it. But, you know, I just... Ain't nobody got time for wishy-washy boy bullshit. I was confused no. because I thought uh, her dad, who was his benefactor, was dead. Oh, Hina's dead. Yeah, I thought yeah. Hina's dad was dead. And, and I was like, oh, that's why he's still, like, he cannot break this off is because right. he's literally The only gross. man. Yeah. Gross. The only family she has left. Right. Ew. Uh, Ew. Oh, I feel so dirty now. Uh, but then uh, uh, Emma tells me that she doesn't think he's dead. But I, well, but, he's not but dead. I don't think he's dead. No, yeah. he's not dead. Okay, he's, he's definitely not dead. Not no, yeah. because there's that moment where like they're talking about how 
or where I think she is like, Dad does all this for you. Oh, yeah. oh yes. You're right. So yeah. you I, need I to felt, stay with I Kay. felt like in, in the previous episode, I felt like her dad was alive. In this episode, I agree with you, Lola. I felt like he was maybe dead, um, which maybe more justified the whole mommery thing. Anyway, back to Usagi, uh, walking down the street being like, whatever, don't care about boys. And then Jedi and Kunzai are on a rooftop. We find out they're going to team up uh, because... Jedi is trying to also find the real princess uh, because he's like, all right, whatever. I guess mom, I got I, nothing else no. to do. Mom, today. Told, mom told me to help mom you, told me so to. I'm so. gonna help you. Mom says I have to help you. Um, <laughs> oh God, little Ricky. So yeah, little Ricky teams up with Big Trouble in Little China, um, <laughs> and they unleash a Yoma on the city, and then all of a sudden it's chaos. Uh, yeah. And People are passing yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And so Mamaru's like running through the streets looking for Hina. Usagi realizes that shit's going down too. She starts to run. She encounters Mamaru. And they like have a stare down. Which is so not the time. I know. People I are know. like maybe dying right I, now. <laughs> I know. But it really heightens the emotion. No. Uh, and may I just <clears throat> say Mamaru is looking good. <laughs> I think this might be the first episode that I did find him attractive. I think he's very I, he's very weirdly attractive to me. You can't you uh, cannot see, but I am I am fanning <laughs> myself. So he goes and like uh is um so they have their stare down. Yeah. And then we see that Hina is there, but she's like passed out on the ground. And so Mamaru comes and talks to her and mm-hmm. she's like, you, you, you've never said you love me. You've never, never once yeah. said it. And this is so not the time to fight either. I know. Like, I know. <laughs> it's like, girl, people are like, you saw it. Yeah. People are running and screaming and passing out. Well, and then he feels all guilty. So he's like, I, you're very important to me. So if you, until you tell me to go, I'm staying. Right. Which and is still not saying I, that he I loves know. her, which well, is what she just said. I know. Which is the point, because right. he he doesn't love her the way that she loves him. No, and I know that. I he just loves like, her like a sister. Like he should. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. But then there's this amazing moment with Usagi where she just looks at him, and she's clearly heartbroken, but she smiles and is like, what are you doing? Run away. Get out of here. Get somewhere safe. And then she goes, and like she's clearly on the verge of tears, but she just transforms into Sailor Moon, and it's so good. Yeah, she's got work to do. I feel yeah. like I feel like this episode in particular is very soap opera. Oh, it's. I mean, the whole thing mm-hmm. is a soap no. The opera, whole like, yeah, yeah like pre- Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon is essentially a soap Japanese opera. soap yeah. opera. It just happens to be about Sailor Moon, and then there are Power Rangers reject monsters sprinkled yeah. in. But this episode in particular is very much it the, is. Ja- the yeah. Japanese soap it's opera. This is true. ultra soapy. Yeah, so this episode. Usagi joins Rei and Makoto, who've transformed and are now fighting mm-hmm. with Kunzite and Jedite and the Yoma in <laughs> the, the, in Ballroom A. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. The thing is, though... Hold like, on. This is why Hina had to have her reception at a karaoke place. Uh, because uh, they booked all the other venues to put pianos and fighting. But the thing that's so sad is, okay, so many fights take place in this room. In Ballroom but, A. But the thing is, to me, the fight in this is so badass. Like, they are so... Awesome in this episode, but it is cheapened by the fact that they are literally in the ballroom where yep. previously, you know, little Johnny Silver was having his bar mitzvah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
man. Yeah. Um, so Usagi shows up, uh, and then Kunzite's about to hit her with a sword. Sailor Venus shows up and saves her with her chain. Yep. Which is super cool because she like physically uses her chain yeah, as a weapon. Pretty um, cool. Which is pretty neat. Uh, and then Dark Mercury shows up well, and is like, but well, but actually Ami, Ami shows, shows up. up with her new evil bangs. I know. Ami has evil bangs yeah. and evil clothes. She I, does, and she's <laughs> not wearing her glasses. Yeah. So she's got evil contacts as well. Oh no! It was previously established that she actually her glasses are fake. Yeah. She oh, just feels safer wearing Ami's them. Ami's glasses have been fake this whole time. Yeah, yeah. She wears them because she feels safer wearing them. What the hell? Yep. <laughs> yep. This is what happens when you skip around, yep. kids. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, children. Uh, uh, so she shows up as Ami and then transforms into Dark Mercury. Which that was cool. Oh, so cool. That was cool right. to watch. Yeah, the Dark Mercury transformation sequence is amazing. Uh, and one thing that I wrote that... I. I think is very relevant is the thing that I particularly like about a lot of the fights in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon is number one, there's a lot more like hand to hand kind of combat. Like you feel more like they're fighting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also I don't feel like they're losing all the time. Like in the last few episodes of Sailor Moon Crystal, I'm like, ah, oh, well, they're almost going to die again. Like, I don't feel like they're <laughs> losing all the time in Pretty Guardian It seems Sailor like Moon. a pretty even fight, yeah. when, especially when they're up against the Shitano. It seems like it's it do- fairly yes, even. It seems fairly even. Like, they are fairly evenly matched with the Shitano. Right. Like, well, everybody it, has moments of like, well, I just we, can't beat you. We know that they've, like, in, in the Silver Millennium when it was getting attacked and everything yeah. like that, they had swords. They fought hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, they totally did. So totally did. it's nice to see it in this incarnation. Exactly, exactly. Um, so they're in the battle, and then one thing I really liked was after Sailor Venus showed up, she told Sailor Moon to go out and help the people. Which, what people? There are no people. No, the people what outside. People? Oh, I thought she meant, like, the people in the building. I was like, there's literally no one in this building. <laughs> oh, no, I thought I thought she meant, like, the people in the streets, like, go moon healing escalation. Well, that makes way, yeah, them. that makes way more sense. I'm also, once again, probably giving this Maybe. show more credit than I don't know, I mean, that makes sense. But, yeah, she, See, when she's I, like, go help the people, I was like, there's no one in this but building. But I liked it because I thought, because, like, she was secretly protecting the princess. Because, as we right. know, Princess Serenity, her identity is the worst kept secret in all of Sailor Moon. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except, you know, uh... Interestingly enough, when, spoiler alert, uh, Mamoru, in, like, all the other incarnations, mm. takes a bullet, so to speak, for her, and, yeah. like, dies, passes out, whatever, she gets upset and turns into the princess. Mm. She's still a brunette in yeah, this. It's, uh, it's very it's weird. Really so weird. if she's a brunette as the princess, why, why is she blonde, she blonde when to she Sailor trans- Moon? Uh, that is a gigantic plot hole. Um, okay, I, we were getting into this as well. Yeah, I I like her dress, but I don't like her hairstyle. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's because it's boring. It's really pedestrian. Yeah, I, I'm like, what? And then later when she, spoilers, turns into Princess Sailor Moon, she still has the regular Sailor Moon hair, so why didn't she have that as Princess Serenity? Because I saw when they were transforming into the Sailor Senshi, like they were transforming into what they used to look like yeah, when they were ancient space princesses. That's what I thought yeah. too. That's, that's what I thought their was former going. selves. That's not that's not, not the, case, the case. I guess. I guess it's yeah. weird. It is. I don't know. I don't and understand. it would also make more sense as to why no one recognizes exactly. her as the princess. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that that. That, to me, makes sense as to why they don't recognize her as the princess immediately, but then why is she blonde when she transforms right. into Sailor Moon? Like, so it, it works on one level, but it doesn't yeah. work on the other it, level. It totally does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she turns into the princess, and then they all kneel down before her so that you don't get, like, 
panty shots. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was saying, I think that they just lined up the girls and were like, all right, guys, we're going to practice a couple of different leans. Um, this is on during prime time, so we got to just figure out a way for you to kneel yeah. without showing us your crotches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's try. No, that does not. That, that, that. that. That's the one. That's Does perfect. everyone see what she's doing? Do that. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's roll. Let's go. Let's roll. I would like to point out that uh, now that, you know, with with Venus being mm-hmm. a regular part of things, mm-hmm. uh, the PA budget for <laughs> plush cat wrangler has obviously gone up because we have two of them now. Yes. It's true. It's true. And they've basically done away with the CGI for the cats. Yes, I've noticed that. Yeah. Here's a question that Sam and I had okay. while we were watching this together because he's gotten roped into watching these things with me now. Um. Obviously, they're stuffed cats. Yes, they are stuffed cats. Obviously, they're stuffed yes. cats. Mm-hmm. And and they mention in the show that they are stuffed cats. Mm-hmm. On the moon. <laughs> were they stuffed cats? Or were, were they, they real- stuffed cats or were they real cats? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, in the next couple episodes, Luna actually turns into a person. Yeah. So, so they- Which is really fucking weird. I don't know. It's very, I just, I, I don't have an answer. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. I'll have to do speaking, some research and get back to you. Speaking of crew positions added, yes. um, there was also a temporary position, and that was the guy standing over Mamaru when, <laughs> when Usagi as oh, princess yeah, is yeah. crying. Dripping glycerin dripping on his face. Dripping, I, like, just a, a dropper of tears. Onto like hold still, close your eyes. You're dying. We're just gonna put more water Stop on your face. Stop twitching. Don't twitch. <laughs> Don't twitch. All right, wipe his face off. We got to do another take. <laughs> Can we get last looks? Some burly crew yeah. guy just drip, drip, drip. Oh god. Uh, and the silver crystal appears out of a mixture yeah. of glycerin and water. Yep. <laughs> you just know, like Jesus intended. You know yep. what's even funnier now is that. Now that the two cats are going to be hanging out pretty regularly, mm-hmm. that means that two people <laughs> had to basically sandbox it and play <laughs> with these cat plushes like they're talking to uh, each other. Yes! I was thinking about that the entire time. Yes. <laughs> I hope oh. they just pass a cigarette like back and forth <laughs> with their free hands. <laughs> <laughs> They'll dub in the voices later. Just shake them a little. Just shake them around. <laughs> make them make them look to the right, and then like shiver in fear. Just shiver so, in fear. Though the head movements are pretty well timed with the voices, are, so I wonder yeah. if they maybe actually recorded the voices oh, ahead of time, <laughs> or or did we get two seasoned actors to play? <laughs> With these plushes, <laughs> and then have them mic'd. It was the actual. The it was the actual actors doing the voices yeah. of those cats. That oh man, I that's pretty great. There are so Can many I possibilities. Have that be my future job. Salem <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and Crystal. Uh, this is going to Artemis. Artemis's voice for me in this one is the most like off-putting. Yeah, because like I I love his voice in the um, old '90s anime. In Sailor Moon Crystal, he is like a man. Yeah, <laughs> and he is like, how dare you, ladies? This is not only Sailor V, but she is also Princess Serenity, 
the heiress of the moon kingdom and the silver crystal. Like, <laughs> where did that come from? And I'm so used to the 90s dub where he's got like this the weird, weird uncle voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's still kind of high pitched. So you get the feeling yeah. that he's at least younger than Grandma Luna. I just, this, he did sound younger than Grandma Luna. We, um, it's, yeah. it's switched. It's flip flopped. Yeah. It is flip flopped. But I, but I don't, I still feel, I don't feel like he's old. I just feel like he's very mature. Yeah. Grandma, <laughs> Grandma Luna. <laughs> Mid Atlantic Grandma okay. Luna. But the thing that was really hilarious to me about this first scene, so they have the cold open where he's like, this is Princess Serenity. And they're like, wow, Sailor V, awesome. And then it pans across and it's like, there's a shot of all of them looking at her in awe, being like, oh, wow. And then it pans over to Zoysite, who's like, well, that was close. Yeah. <laughs> and then he teleports away. He just pieces <laughs> out. Yeah. But it's really weird to me that he's able to teleport without a cape. Oh, because they swish. Yeah, because they didn't say Pretty Guardian. They teleport all the time, but they always swish their cape. Yes. yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> it's it's built into the cape. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a cape technology. It's a cloaking mechanism thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this episode of Sailor Moon Crystal was really frustrating just because we know that Venus is not the moon princess. And so it's really stressful. Well, I mean, we know. Not, we, no, no, no. We yeah. know because we've of course, watched of and, and, we know. and well, read a lot of shit. Let's be real. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. But it was just so frustrating to be like, no, you're not. You're not. the prin- Stop saying that. Because confused identities really stress me out. Oh, see, oh really? I really? See, yeah. I, see, they carry on her being the princess for a long time in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, like from the moment that like they first all collectively kind of meet Sailor Venus. In the up, live, a- in live in the, action? In pre- yeah, in Pretty Guardian. Okay. Um, up to the point that, you know, we just saw in this episode, right. she's carried on the facade of being the princess. Like, right. they've thought she's been the princess for a long time. Right, right. But um, it's just, but confu- uh, confused and mistaken identities plot line does really oh, stress you me must, out. See, I, I, really, I really like the plot line of her you being the decoy princess. You must freak out watching Parent Trap. Uh, <laughs> you know... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a in a different way, because at least the girls are in on it. Mm-hmm. And, and and there are a few. Oh, it's only if, like, uh, like unwitting mm. participants? Well, no, no, no. Like, I mean, obviously Sailor Venus is lying on purpose yeah. to protect the princess. It, but, I mean, like, the girls are in, the girls have, are in on it, and then they let other people in on it. In, and that, in that, Parent in Trap. Par- in Parent Trap. And that makes it a little bit easier. But the fact that, like, the only people in on this are... Her and Artemis and Artemis, and then everybody's just like, "Yep, she's the princess, 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 princess." And I'm just like, "No, no, no, that's not it." I mean, it, <laughs> is, it is quite a heavy burden to carry, which is what this whole episode was about. And it wasn't in the manga; like, it wasn't about like Sailor Venus's like burden of doing everything on mm-hmm. her own. What this was actually more reminiscent to me, of, was her character in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Now, obviously, I don't think she's going to be quite as serious as she is in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. No, I don't think so. Where, you know, Minako is this J-pop idol, but and she remains separate from the girls for the entire thing. Like, she never officially joins Joins their team. team, uh, And she doesn't care at all about her current life. Like, she's like, "We we gotta correct the mistakes of the past to the end. But I like how serious they went with her character in Pretty Guardian, and I'm glad to see a little bit of that in Sailor Moon. Yeah, well, because in the 90s, she was so boy crazy and silly. silly. I mean, they all were. We talked about this last time. Like, the only one that has any sense is Ami. 
Yeah. And even she has, like, a little boyfriend. There's actually an interesting thing. um, When Venus shows up at the shrine and no one recognizes her because everyone's everyone's an idiot. Um, In Crystal, when she shows up, when she, like, uh, detransforms. Detransforms. And it's that uh, parallel scene. Instead of being like, yup, I'm a schoolgirl, she says, this is my temporary appearance. Yeah. Which kind of, like, establishes, like, the thing from Pretty Guardian of, I am a sailor scout first. And a schoolgirl by day. And by for, day. And for all the other girls, it's the complete opposite. Yes, yeah. exactly. That they, they, they see themselves as their current selves mm-hmm. and then their alter egos are yeah. their sailor senshi selves. Yeah. And her referring to her normal uh, normal human appearance as a temporary appearance yeah. is very interesting. But something that they left out of this episode that was in the manga that I was very, very sad to see left out, in addition to I like seeing Usagi's dad because he's a nice dad, is basically after they have their encounter with Sailor Venus and they go to the arcade and all that stuff and they're like you're the princess we're gonna protect you now because it's our job Mm -hmm. uh the next day usagi's having this moment where she's like she's so like strong and with it like i feel like she's protecting me not like i'm protecting her and then and then she goes and then she's up at six in the morning because she's woken up from the terrible dream which by the way that nightmare that she had uh the version of it in um sailor moon crystal it also happens in the manga, but it's a lot fuzzier. It was very clear that the moon war was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, everything was on fire. Terrifying. Right. And dude's just coming out of nowhere. I know. And I pretty... can't wait to see this war. It is going to be great. It looks like Les Mis on the moon. It really... <laughs> also, it looks like the, the water was full of blood. I know. Like, there was, like, there yeah. was, like, a lake of blood. Oh, I'm so excited to see yeah. that episode. Um, but, yeah, so in the manga... She wakes up and she's like, ugh, it's six in the morning and I'm wide awake. So she like gets ready for school and goes downstairs and her dad comes in and is like, what are you doing awake? <laughs> and she then has a flashback to Minako saying like, oh, this is the, this is the normal me. This is my, my temporary appearance. And Usagi's like, this is the new normal for me, dad. Also, I'm Sailor Moon. And her dad's like, yeah, okay, Usagi, whatever. He's like, she's like, no, wait. Yes, it's true. I'm Usagi, but I am also Sailor Moon. He's like, that's nice, honey. <laughs> Aww. And, then, Aww. and then as she's wandering before she and Mamoru have that encounter on the park bench where she's like, hey, I have your pocket watch. Yeah. I should give it back to you. Uh, she she is thinking to herself as she's walking. She's like, I wonder which is more the real me, yeah. Usagi Ooh. or Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's some heavy stuff. I know. Heavy stuff. So I was actually, I, I loved the way that they interpreted Minako's dialogue, though, saying this is my temporary appearance. I just wish that we'd seen Usagi be a little bit more affected by that, like she was in the manga. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which, but, again, a, a great parallel, mm-hmm. as I keep doing on this mm-hmm. show, to um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Which is, am I the schoolgirl or am, am I, I the, the slayer? slayer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty, pretty similar, yep. to be completely mm. honest. And then she comes across Mamaru reading ridiculous books. Well, he's he's researching crystals. It, they are still <laughs> ridiculous books. He's what are you reading, reading? Crystal hipster douchebag. Reading well, these gibberish crystal books. He's not really a douchebag though in in Sailor Moon no, Crystal. No, but like, still, he's pretty, he's pretty nice. He's in got Sailor like crystal. ten books on like crystals. It's like, do you really think you're gonna find shit? He's a, in there? He's a little single minded. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah. But it's it's also I I love how um it, it, the trope in uh, the 
um, fantasy and supernatural universes mm-hmm. where you can just go to a bookstore yes. or a library. Yep. It's it, again, like I'm Buffy for the second reference yeah. of the day. A high school library has like ancient tomes yeah. on everything. Yeah, so no, that's Mama no, Roo, that is really true. Mamaru can walk into a bookstore and be like, <laughs> uh, Please give me all of your books on legendary crystals, and they're like, "Here's there you go. Here's ten, ten books." Yep, thud. Well, it's just like in uh, Carrie, where she goes to the library, and they've got a whole section on telekinesis. Yep. <laughs> I fictional, fictional libraries are a special, special place. <laughs> Uh, and Sailor Moon is no exception. Yep. Uh, so yeah, she and she and Mamoru like have their chat. She's like, "I have your pocket watch." She's like, "I have something of yours too," but he doesn't. He doesn't tell her what it is. Though. Right? It's like, is it my underwear? <laughs> did, did I? Did you, like, did you? Oh, I don't remember leaving anything with you. This is awkward. He's <laughs> like, "Let's trade next time for sure." And he, and winks, he winks at her. At her. Yeah. So this it's is, like, is, is it my this underwear? Is, this is after Sailor Venus has winked at everybody, and Artemis winked at everybody. Like this is just an episode with a lot of everybody's winking. winking. Wink the episode. <laughs> uh, and then she like keeps going because she's got to go to school. Right. I guess. Um, <laughs> and Luna at this point is all depressed because she's like, oh, no, I don't I don't know if they should be falling in love with each other. Is this OK? Mm-hmm. And Artemis shows up. And again, like we really get and, and this was in the manga where we really get the emphasis of like the burden of this mission and how, like, some of Luna's memories were hidden from her so it wouldn't be so terrible. Right. Because <laughs> she... So she doesn't remember, like, all the shit that went down in the past and she doesn't yeah. remember that Usagi is actually and Princess Serenity. It's kind of a sweet moment because um, Artemis is talking to her and he's saying, yeah, because you did this thing and she's like, I did, and he's like, oh... Yeah, I, I, you know, like, it's kind of the implication, like, oh, I forgot you don't remember that right now. Don't worry about that. Yeah, it's, it is, the the relationship between... Cat um, boyfriend! Luna and Artemis is real cute. It's real cute. Cat boyfriend! I ship it. (laughs) Well, yes! I mean, it's canon. Yeah. And, and then I, they have an adorable tiny baby. Yes! I like Spoilers. how in this version, um, they have really established more the idea that there is a seal on people's memories. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, oh, I think I remember a story. No, no, no. There's it's like, like a magical seal like, that's preventing yeah. them a from wall remembering. Is going to come down right. and a bunch of like I got murdered memories <laughs> yeah. are gonna come, come pouring back. in. And it's not gonna be fun. No, it's that's gonna not be traumatizing gonna be as hell. And uh the fact that Minako has had that wall yeah. down for a well, while. She, because it that literally happens for her in the last act of Codename Sailor V, the um, manga prequel that's about her mm-hmm. um, when she was just Sailor V on her own. And she, like, the, in the last act, she has the seal on her memory broken and she's like, oh my God, I have to find my other companions. This isn't about me. This is about the Moon Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but anyway... So then there's a scene where we see the bad guys. Uh, I really enjoy Queen Beryl's, the way they draw Queen Beryl in this version. I don't know. Her outfit's kind of great. She looks fantastic. Yeah, she's rocking that cleavage. She looks good. I mean, that is some serious cleavage, but yeah, she looks good. And this is also the first time that we see her looking the same age. Yes. As the others. Yeah, she looks mm-hmm. young. Yeah, she, she yeah. looks like she could be of an age to be hanging out around Endymion. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, it's less creepy. She's maybe just a little bit older than him, but she's clearly a young lady. Yeah, she's um, not She's not as cougary. Yes. yes. <laughs> Whereas in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, <laughs> she has got some straight up In Pretty Guardian, action. she looks like she'd be like, 
You remind me of my first husband. <laughs> <laughs> now, the pretty guardian barrel is the one that became the porn star later, right? That is, that is correct. Okay. Oh, well, really concurrently. Oh, at the same time? <laughs> More or less. All right. Yep. I, bet, I bet she introduced some very interesting stories to the, the sweet young things on that set. <laughs> Poor little what Ricky did you do? got very corrupted. <laughs> what, did you, what did you do last weekend? Well, kids, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you some stories. The director's like, nope, 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 stop, no, please, no. no. Some of them yeah. are 17. <laughs> okay. You ever heard of a finger trap, kids? <laughs> oh, uh, so uh, in this scene. <laughs> You're welcome. After that, Kunzite comes out and is like, looks like it's time for me to be in charge. Yeah. And kisses her hand, which was a great scene, which was straight out of the manga. But prior to that in the manga, there is a scene. Now, it couldn't happen in the anime because all the other Shitano are alive. Yes. But, like, I sort of wanted some kind of nod to it, some sort of Kunzite being like, I can't believe that, you know, we've been defeated so many times. It's time for me to step up to the plate. Because in the manga, he's looking at their very mangled corpses that yeah. are all in glass coffins. And he's like, I can't believe I'm the only one left. And then... Queen Beryl kind of tempts him into being the main baddie by being like, well, you know, if we had the silver crystal, we could probably revive all your friends. <gasps> yeah. There's, there's just there's stuff that, like, instead of, like, finding an alternative, they just cut it out. Yeah. yeah but, but, but I do like where they went after this of Kunzite summoning Minako on her own to Tokyo Tower. Yeah. Which is, by the way, one of my absolute favorite tropes in anything ever is when a villain says, puts a hero on the spot and is like, you need to get to this place at this time. Or bad things are going to happen. Yeah, and the, yeah. the hero goes, I can't let anyone else get hurt. I'm going. Yeah. I, lo- I, I, I will always love it. Anytime I see it, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, question mm-hmm. is Minako, in, in your perfect middle school world. Yes. Is she supposed to be p- paired with yes. Kunzite? Okay. Uh-huh. 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 And that ties into my trope that I love, <laughs> is when the trap is also, like, almost double on Yeah, Tundra. double on Tondra. It's like, yeah, we're here to fight. Or maybe make out. <laughs> or fight. Or fight. Or that, probably fight. But probably fight. Maybe, maybe make out. Maybe or like fight, kiss make a out. little mm-hmm. fight, make out. Yeah. But the thing is, too, of course, I read way too much into her being like, that's Kunzite when he like called to her. Mm. I read way too much into it. Also, previously, I don't think you read enough. Into it. <laughs> also, previously, Minako had been like talking about how she has some mission that like only she can complete on her yeah. own, which was never alluded to in the manga because in the manga she doesn't separate from them. Like they all stay together, they all yeah. go to Tokyo Tower together, and they try to take down Kunzite as a team. But mm. Minako decides that she's going to go do it on her own, right? Because she's been on her own for so long, right? But the girls follow her anyway. Of course, they follow her anyway. Also, um, just a, a really cool thing is all of the Shitano and the the Senshi. Their powers are next level. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Their Kunzite, attacks in this are amazing. Kunzite, you feel like they're really doing damage. He, yeah, he's not making a spooky elevator. No, he is freezing everybody in Tokyo in place, mm-hmm. projecting telepathically to Minako, and wiping out all the power in the city. I know, yeah. like simultaneously, yeah. while casually floating around in the sky, mm-hmm. making plans. Mm-hmm. The, like every. 
and like she can like jump on roofs like super like yeah they all have super mario brothers jumping have, abilities they have like crazy awesome powers in crystal yeah. the transformations are always my favorite part oh my oh. god her transformation when she goes to the tower Oh, God, it might be my favorite one yet. Because I, I, I felt like all the other ones, and yes, this is based on her old transformation yeah, sequence. in the 90s. They all are. But hers was the most different, and mm-hmm. it was so good. Yeah. Oh, uh, so good. man. And, and I know we're such a far way off from it, but these new transformation styles, mm-hmm. when we get to the Outer Scouts, are going to be the shit. <gasps> Oh my god, it's gonna be so good, and I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Um, also, uh, once once uh, we're talking about the transformations being so good, yeah. and the abilities being mm-hmm. so good, um, the attacks. Uh, I I pinpointed why the attacks are so amazing to me, and it's not just the updated effects; it's the fact that. They don't, uh, in in the 90s one, it's very much like a pose and then something happens. Yeah, in yeah. In this one, there's like a, a it's motion. It's organic. It, is, yeah. it looks like throwing punches. Well, and it also- looks like you are doing damage and you are trying to hit somebody. There's a swing to it. And also in this version, they do have attack sequences, but they don't always use them. They don't just mm-hmm. constantly recycle footage of an attack sequence. Right. They're yeah. actively doing Yeah, things. they let them actively do their attacks, much like they do in Pretty Guardian yeah. Sailor Moon, which is part of the reason why I like the fights in that so much. Yeah. Um, like, Jupiter doesn't just shoot, like... Like it, it, she levitates because the force of it like pushes well, yeah, out of I mean, her, and like she, she's the one that levitates everybody up onto the yeah. building to rescue Minako. Oh, I just the things that they can do. I'm just, it's like everything that I wanted them to do when I would watch it as a yeah. kid. They're doing. It. Yeah, well, they just seem that much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes, everybody is working with more juice. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally more juice. Uh, of course, I loved that uh, before uh, the girls showed up to rescue Minako, she had a moment with Kunzai where she was like, Rem- please don't do this. You're not this person. And he had a moment where he was like, am I? And then Queen Beryl's like, hey, remember you're a bad guy. Kill that girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tragic. Oh, I can't wait. I, I just, they're supposed to oh, be They're together. supposed to be in love. <laughs> they better be in love. They might. <laughs> they might. I, what? I mean, the sheets Remains in, to be seen. Remains I mean, the sheets in are still, the sheets in are still alive. They are alive. They are alive. They, they, my middle school dreams may yet come true. But anyway, uh, Sailor Jupiter levitates everybody up. They all attack Kunzai. It's all in vain. I loved the scene where Usagi almost fell to her death and Tuxedo Mask rescued her. Her reaction after that was like amazing acting for me. Oh man. <laughs> where she was just like, she clearly had like sort of passed out when she was falling. Cause she, you would, yeah. you would actually pass out if you were falling that far. Uh, and then, you know, he catches her and then she kind of comes to, and she has this moment of like absolute panic and tears. Just, Oh my god! Oh my god! Exactly, exactly. Where she, where she realizes, oh my god, I almost died, but you rescued me. And then she kind of pulls herself together, and she's like, "You need to get out of here. It's too dangerous." And then she kisses him. Fucking smooched. About goddamn time I've been waiting for. God, that kiss was so good, and I love that it was her. Yeah, just kissing grabbing him. him and laying oh, one yeah. on him. And I, I love it. I lost love it when ladies. his and the fact that like. He doesn't even like. He can't even like close his eyes. He's so astonished. Yeah. He's so like, and he's like, "Oh my god, she's kissing me!" Yeah. And then when she 
takes off. She's like, get out of here. He puts his hand <gasps> on his mouth like a magical angel visited him. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things is like ladies smooching up on dudes. Dude. Yeah, it's like my favorite thing. I totally agree. When the lady just like goes for it yeah. and she did and it was awesome. And then he totally does the girl thing where like yes. they're left to contemplate the moment. Yes. And okay. like- this is actually a really important episode for me, for, and, and actually all of these episodes, because what Tuxedo Mask does when he jumps in the way to save her and sacrifices himself is something that we normally see women doing. It's true. In the whole story between like him and Sailor Moon and, and that whole bit about yeah. like who saves who and all that, yeah. all the ways that they save each other... The, it's completely swapped. Role reversal. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Uh, because it's it's true. It's like so normal. Like it's, it's a trope we see a lot of women sacrificing themselves to save men or, you know, not necessarily even dying. It's like in, in mm-hmm. Princess Bride when they get yeah. caught in the fire swamp and she's like, we're going to surrender because I can save you because he's, you know, he wants me to come back with him. So let's do that. Mm-hmm. Of course, that all backfires on her. It almost always backfires on the girl. <laughs> um, yep. But, and in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, later on, we see this happen. Um, and we'll talk about this episode at some point, I'm sure. But like once Mamaru does actually get like kidnapped by the Dark Kingdom, mm-hmm. it's him making the choice of like, okay, the big dark evil is here. We're being totally overpowered. If I just go with them, I can stop this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, same. It's like we in um in Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. There, when Zelda is Sheik and she reveals that Sheik was Zelda all along, and she and Link are there, and then Ganon shows up. She's the one that gets captured. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah. always the girl that gets captured. Yeah. yeah. But this time, it's Tuxedo Mask. Sacrificing himself and ultimately being the one that gets captured. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Spoilers for the next episode. Uh, <laughs> no, and also uh, it's it's very the this version is so great because we're also seeing um, a male character doing something that the male character never does, which is emotionally being in awe yes. of a girl yes. and being like, "You are a different person every, every time, time I, I see, see you." you. Yeah. And he is like uh, being a very um. Uh, there, uh, there's this, there's this thing, um, uh, sense and sensibility. It, it's not just the title, mm-hmm. but there are two actually separate types of personality that people used to refer to. Sense meant you were more logical. Sensibility mm-hmm. meant you were emotional, emotional, mm-hmm. um, or vi- vice versa. I think I've got it right. Yeah, you have it um, right. But basically, like male characters do tend to still be drawn from the like sense, s- the sense, the logic, mm-hmm. the a a b c. Like this is the thing, and to see a male character having an abstract, emotional, sentimental yeah. conversation about all the things that he likes about this girl exactly is as she is like jumping up the side of a building right. and being the chosen one yeah. is not something you ever see it's, outside yeah. of Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very and true. She stays the chosen one. It's not that stupid switcheroo where it's like the girl is totally worthy to be the chosen one, but mm-hmm. then she like steps aside to let the dude do it. No, no, this is her shit. No. Yeah. And, and he never, Tries to. He never tries to. No. no, he always just supports her, and he. But he is her partner, and mm-hmm. he is not a damsel in distress. Though he does get kidnapped a lot. He's a little um, damsel. He's, he's a little damselly. But 
ultimately, like, he is a character who you understand in the manga and, and in Sailor Moon Crystal because it is following the manga very, very closely. And also in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, you understand why they like each other and they complement each other and they support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was something that was really missing, I think, from the 90s anime. Absolutely. I agree. It was the, the partnership between mm-hmm. them because, like, first of all, he has multiple personality disorder. He's a completely different person when he's tuxedo mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, and le- if he's dying. And second yeah, of all, or if he's dying. The only time that she decided she liked him was when he stopped being an asshole for five seconds to be kind of nice to her, which yeah. is like the oh. definition of like a manipulative jerk. It, yeah. Yeah. It's an like, abusive isn't relationship. That what, isn't that what pick, like those pickup Where, artists do is they like insult you yeah. and insult you and then are like, oh, hey, you want to go out sometime? Like, hoping to catch you off. Like, it's creepy. Whereas I feel in Sailor Moon Crystal, it comes across a little bit as, like, he's teasing her, it's kind of flirty. Mm -hmm. And then in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, we really do see them gradually start to like each other. Like, I, I really do think he doesn't like her at all when he first meets her. He's a little entertained by her, but, like, as the story goes on and they get to know each other because they have more episodes of getting to know one another you do really see them gradually like start to like each other. And, and especially on his part, you know, he kind of denies liking her cause he's with Hina and she right. denies liking him for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but ultimately mm-hmm. it, it, it ends up with the same kind of thing that, that we see in the manga and in Sailor Moon Crystal. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well guys, as you know, uh-huh. <laughs> I've been thinking about this and I told was a magical I have era. Deliberately not thought about this. Wherein, uh, at the end of television series, they like to derive a moral lesson. Uh, if you ever watched GI Joe, they had PSAs. Mm-hmm. Sailor Moon had Sailor Says. Uh, so, Lola, why don't you take a guess as to what oh, moral lesson we're supposed to take away from this episode of Usagi and Mamoru teaming up and finally realizing who each other are? All right. <clears throat> On this episode of Sailor Moon, we saw Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon really reveal to each other who they were. Honesty is important, and you should always tell the truth with your friends, because you know they'll be there until the end. Sailor Moon says... (laughs) Kelby? Man, I was thinking about this the entire way over, and I totally forgot... This is why I don't prepare. ...what I was going to say. All right, but I... Because I was trying to think, like, what is the most arbitrary mm-hmm. thing that happened in this episode that they would make a complete lesson on that uh-huh. is not related to what happened in the episode <laughs> at all? Because that's how they do it. Uh-huh. Uh, um, it's probably not as good as what I originally thought of, but, but here it goes. Today on Sailor Moon, we realized that teamwork is really important. Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask wouldn't have been able to accomplish what they accomplished today if they hadn't worked together. You should always work together because team two heads are better than one. Sailor Moon says it's... Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, both of those... You deserved so much better than that. Both of those are much better and more relevant to See, the episode. I told you. I told you it was going to be something Neither dumb. Neither of us were right. <laughs> I told you it was going to be something dumb. No. And I had it and then I lost I'm it. Ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> it's going to be what I originally thought. Probably. Darian got injured by that scheming lowlife oh, Zoysite. Not what I thought at all. But we all get hurt every day in a lot less unusual ways. Like running too fast. What? Right. Never run on a slick wet surface or with sharp objects in your hands. <laughs> And pay attention to what you're doing and where you're going. Yeah, take your time and think about what you're doing while you're doing it. 
Sailor Moon says. Wait. What? Yep. <laughs> that's what they. That's what they wait with. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is completely tuxedo, not. Tuxedo mask got stabbed by Zoisite, who was trying to kill Sailor Moon. But guys, be careful when you're walking on a slick surface. And don't run with scissors. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my god. <laughs> Like, even the super arbitrary thing that I thought it could have been that I forgot was not that. <laughs> that, is, that is so stupid. I want to run on slick surfaces <laughs> just... With scissors. Just to defy <laughs> Sailor Moon says right now. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. That is the conclusion of this episode of Love and Justice. Goodness. Oh, my God. Let's end on that high note right there. <laughs> Lola, oh, wow. how can we find you on the internet if we want to do that? Uh, if you want to visit me on the internet, uh, <laughs> if you go to Twitter, I'm at Unwinona. If you go to Tumblr, I'm Unwinona. Basically, look up Unwinona. If you find it, it's me. <laughs> Kelby? Uh, on Twitter, I am at Real Femininity, and then on Tumblr and Instagram and Pinterest, but my Pinterest isn't as good as Emma's. <laughs> it's uh, Femininity. F-E-M-I-N-E-R-D-I-T-Y. Oh, and... Uh, I have a lot of cute, like, selfies that are happening right now. Oh, yeah. Like them. So like them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm on Pinterest, but none of you are invited. (laughs) It's my special room. I'm also on Pinterest. Emma Fife. It's way better than ours. I'm I'm Emma Fife everywhere. Emma Fife's are found. Uh, At Emma Fife on Twitter. uh, At Emma Fife on Instagram. Emma Fife. I have a Facebook fan page. It's pretty lame, but it exists. When did you make that? Oh, it's I've had it forever. Oh, yeah. I didn't. No, I didn't know. I, I've had it forever. I, I it's very unupdated. I need to take care of that situation. Do I need to make a fan um, page? You and, should. Uh, it's fun. And okay. uh, I'm uh, almost a palindrome on Tumblr, but I don't really tumble all that much. I'm much more into pinning. <laughs> uh, you can also find this podcast on Twitter at LNJPod. That's letter L, letter N, letter J, pod, P-O-D. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, same basic way. We're Love and Justice Pod everywhere on social media, except on Twitter, where that's too long for a Twitter handle. And you can follow the three of us collectively on the internet at Nerd Street. That is the Twitter handle of the Nerd Street hoodlums. And that's going to be the end of this episode. I'm going to go run on a slick surface. Here, hold on. Don't forget your scissors. Don't forget the scissors. I I found them! Good. And uh, Kelby and I, for sure, will see you next time. We'll see if Lola survives her dangerous mission. I promise nothing! <laughs>